This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 240. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time listening to the show right now, you picked a hell of a show to join us on. This is going to be a doozy of an episode today. Before I even get into the episode today, this show is all for creatives and freelancers who are trying to make a living, preferably six figures or more from your income, and you want to do it without selling your soul. So with that out of the way, let's talk about the, the real thing that you're here for today and something that I've been putting off talking about because I didn't feel quite ready to talk about it yet, but AI is all the rage right now. With ChatGPT, you've seen it everywhere. I didn't want to be another person to beat a dead horse with information that you can get anywhere else. That's not the thing that I wanted to talk about today, but it is inevitable that we bring this up in the show today because it affects us as freelancers so much. And ChatGPT in particular is what I'm going to talk about today. Now it's ChatGPT today. It could be Bard tomorrow, which is Google's thing. It could be whatever other thing rolls out a year from now. It doesn't really matter which specific platform it is. It's all about AI and how it's going to affect our lives and businesses as creatives and freelancers. And I've seen two prevailing things so far in my research and just existing on the internet in the last month or so as like this whole AI thing's blown up. The first thing I see is 22-year-old kids who are making videos on YouTube about how you can make an extra two to three grand a month using ChatGPT as a freelancer or as a business owner. And so they're basically trying to take advantage and in some way monetize and in a lot of ways put false beliefs into people's heads that they can just use ChatGPT to make a bunch of money right now, which may be the case, but that's not really my angle today. And that's not really the angle I wanted to bring to any of you today. The second thing I see on the internet right now is people fear-mongering around AI and ChatGPT and how it's going to take our jobs away. They took our gerbs. That's another prevailing thing that I see everywhere, and I don't want to add to that conversation. Yes, it will change things. Yes, it will probably hurt some people in some areas, but I don't think it's going to destroy our entire creative freelance industry. That's just not my belief. And today, I actually want to talk about hopefully a refreshing change, something about positivity for once. And also, this is coming from a place of what I would consider admitted ignorance. There's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and I've seen it all over the place right now when it comes to AI and ChatGPT in particular. People who know less about something feel like they know way too much about it, and they will start posing themselves as experts for AI, which ChatGPT's been out at the time I record this, two months. They just hit 100 million users or just surpassed 100 million users, which is insane for something that's been out for two months, from zero to 100 million users in two months. Insane. But in that time, you are not an expert. At best, you've put a couple hundred hours into it. Or at worst, you put 15 or 20 hours into it. Or like a lot of you watching right now or listening right now, if you're on YouTube, let me know, leave a comment. You are just dabbling around with it. It's a fun new novelty that you can just play around with. You can get it to write screenplays for you. You can get it to write funny jokes, which I'll, maybe at the end of this episode, I'll read one about freelancers who don't have clients. The ChatGPT wrote for me. It's actually kind of funny and stupid. But I've put enough hours into ChatGPT in the last couple months to where I know enough about it to know that I don't know anything about it. That's the reality of AI right now. Anyone claiming to be an expert, anyone claiming to know all there is to know about it, they are either lying to you or they're lying to themselves. I'm coming from you from a place of, I've put a lot of time into this. I've been looking at different applications for this. I've been testing it. I've been using it myself. And I now know that I have only reached the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how powerful this is and how we can use it in our businesses and what the future will be for this. And I'm going to try to have a little bit at the end of this episode about what the future will be for AI for freelancers specifically, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Now, going back really quick, when I mentioned people dabbling with it and using it to write jokes and funny things, if that's you, you're probably underestimating the power of AI or worse, if you are watching this episode or listening to this episode right now, and you don't really see the future of how much this is going to affect things, you are vastly underestimating 
AI and the power it will bring to you as an individual, as a freelancer, and to the industry as a whole. So I don't want you to make the mistake of underestimating because you will miss the boat. You'll miss the boat for how this will affect your business and all of the wonderful benefits you can get from it early on if you're one of the early adopters for this and actually utilizing it in your business. Or number two, you'll miss the boat of the entire industry and how it shifts over time because this will leave some people behind. And if you are one of the people who don't take this seriously, who underestimate this, you will probably be one of those who get left behind from this sort of AI revolution. This to me is what Web3 is. People talked about crypto, NFTs, about how that will revolutionize everything. I didn't really get it. I didn't really latch onto that. I'm sure there's a lot of cool applications and I'm sure that's not gonna really go away anytime soon. But this is the first thing that's come along in recent times where I have seen the cascading effects and how this will touch every single industry from content creators to freelancers to big corporations, to small mom and pop businesses. This will touch everything. Music creation. There's AI for music creation now. Creating voiceovers. There's AI for that sort of stuff as well. It will affect everything. My question is, do you want to be on the group left behind or the group who uses this to your advantage? It's your choice. Anytime something new comes along like this that can completely revolutionize some industry, there is a small window of opportunity where you have what's called an arbitrage opportunity. I remember this back with when Airbnb first launched, you could literally go out and rent or buy properties all over Nashville for really cheap rent or for a really cheap low mortgage and then rent them out on Airbnb for a lot of money. And the amount of money between what you paid in rent or mortgage and what you earned in Airbnb is called arbitrage. And there was a huge opportunity for that for about a one or two year period when that first started popularizing in Nashville. And then Everyone caught on and then that opportunity disappeared. Another one is Facebook ads and Google ads. When both of those platforms came out and started actually getting good, there was an opportunity where you could get clicks and eyeballs and users and email list building and customers for really, 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 really cheap, but that's disappeared. Now it's getting more and more expensive every year to advertise on Facebook. And those are small things. In the grand scheme of all things, they're small and they're nothing compared to AI. AI is probably better compared to something like the internet or the industrial revolution, how much that changed and affected industries. Although I don't think it's going to be quite as destructive as industrial revolution was. And hopefully not as much uprising that happens. But I don't want you to miss this window of opportunity where a lot can be made if you utilize this correctly. So this episode, I'm going to cover nine or so ways to use ChatGPT specifically, although it could, like I said, it could be any of the new platforms coming out by the time you're listening to this, to land more clients. And I think I actually have 10 or 11 is what I've kind of come up with at the end of the year. But who knows? This is going to be a beefy episode. So I have a big claim for this episode and I have a small claim. If you listen to this episode, big claim is these things can fill the gaps in your knowledge and do things that you aren't even remotely capable of doing right now. That's the big claim, which could completely transform your business or small claim. At the very least, this will help you become more efficient. Those are two things you can get out of this episode if you listen and implement what I talk about today. So I'm separating these sort of things into two areas. One is simple things that you can go do right now and the second is more advanced things, which are going to be a little harder for the average person to get into. This is stuff that I learned after a lot of different YouTube videos and a lot of different research on blog articles and whole courses I've gone through for this sort of stuff. So the first thing I want to talk about is using the power of GPT for brainstorming. This is one of those things that I've just found more and more value in the more I do this. And I even used it to literally generate the episode title you are listening to right now. Robots to the Rescue, How AI Can Help Freelancers Land More Clients. Maybe it's a slight variation of that if I've changed my mind later, but that's an episode that the AI actually created for me. So when you're trying to rapidly generate variations of something like this podcast title, this is wonderful for it. All I asked ChatGPT to do for this specific episode, I said, write me a podcast title about using AI to get more clients. Use best practices for persuasive copywriting. Then it gave me an option. It said, attract more clients with AI. Proven strategies to boost your business growth. Decent. Don't love it. 
Then I said, give me five more options. And it gave me maximizing your reach, how AI can help you acquire more clients. Number two, the future of client acquisition, harnessing the power of AI. Three, revolutionizing your sales strategy, AI power techniques, blah, 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 blah. It gave me a bunch of bad ones. And I said, give me five more in a fun, informal tone. And then the first one on that next list is robots to the rescue, how AI can help you score more clients. I opted for land more clients. Score sounded too bro-y, but that is just one really easy way to use ChatGPT is to come up with titles for things like these episodes that I sometimes struggle with coming up with ideas for. You can use this for business names. If you are the classic freelancer who's going under like Brian Hood Design, Brian Hood Productions, Brian Hood Media. That's my name, Brian Hood, if you didn't know that. If you're that kind of freelancer, I almost always tell people to pick a business name as well. There's a bunch of reasons for that. We have an episode on the backlog called The Four Most Important Requirements for Naming Your Business. It's episode 139. That goes into some of the reasons as to why a business name is better than just your personal God-given name. But you can come up with business names using ChatGPT. So anytime you need a bunch of variations of something, put it into ChatGPT and say, give me five variations of this and just paste in whatever you're looking for. It is a wonderful way to ideate and come up with things like that. That's the first thing, brainstorming. Really easy to do. You can use it in so many applications. If anything, coming up with a bunch of bad ideas that eventually lead to your good ideas. The second simple use, and this is more closely tied to actual client acquisition, is email responses. ChatGPT is really actually pretty good at coming up with email responses to things, anything from specific responses or templates. So the first thing is you can get it to respond to specific emails that you get for different things. And I'm going to give you one example because this is an area that I struggle with immensely. It's emails that say no to people and that say it in a really nice tone. If I'm tasked with nicely saying no to somebody, whether it's a bad fit as a client or whether it's somebody who might be a better fit for someone else, or what I get more often is people who pitch people for the show as a guest and I have to politely turn them down because they're not at all a good fit or sometimes they might be a good fit, but I don't really want to work with them for some reason because of their background or their history or something they've said in the past that irked me. But instead of spending 10, 15 minutes crafting up a really nice response in order to salvage that relationship, I can literally copy and paste the email and put it into ChatGPT, the entire email that they sent me that I want to respond to. And I can say, respond to this email with a polite decline. And then I just pasted the whole email in. It's somebody requesting to come on the show. And it came up with this response. And I thought this was fascinating. It said, thank you for thinking of me and for the opportunity to have Anthony on the show. I appreciate the time you took to share his background as potential topics for discussion. Unfortunately, I won't be able to have Anthony on the show at this time. I have a full schedule. I'm unable to accommodate any additional guests. Thank you again for reaching out and I hope you have a great day. Best regards, Brian. That's a lie because I am always looking for guests for this show. I don't want to lie to this person. So all I said was rewrite this with a different reason why I can't have them on the show. He's just not a good fit for the show. That's all I put. Hit enter. And it said, it completely redrafted the email. Dear blah, thank you so much for considering me and for introducing Anthony to the show. I appreciate the effort you made to share his background and potential topics for discussion. Unfortunately, after careful consideration, I've concluded that Anthony is not a good fit for the show at this time. While his background and accomplishments are impressive, I have the specific direction and focus for the show that may not align with his story and perspectives. Thank you again for reaching out and I hope you understand my decision. That is way more polite way to say no than just saying, thanks for reaching out. He's not really a good fit for the show, but let me know if you have anyone else in mind. That is how I would typically respond to an email like that. And this can be replicated on any type of email. A side note, which is just a really important thing to note, is you can literally say, if you don't type like that or that you feel like that's too formal, you can say, rewrite that in a more informal tone. And it'll spit back a more informal, potentially more fun message that's not so stuffy and corporate sounding. Here's what ChatGPT just gave me back when I said to rewrite that in a more informal tone. Hey, blah, 
Thanks for thinking of me and for the intro to Anthony. I really appreciate you taking the time to give me the scoop on his background and potential topics for discussion. Unfortunately, after giving it some thought, I don't think Anthony would be a good fit for the show at this moment. Although his background and achievements are pretty cool, I have a specific direction and focus for the show that may not jive. I would probably regret that word. May not jive with his story and point of view. Thanks again for reaching out. I hope you get where I'm coming from. So if you don't like the way it writes, just coach it. Give it a response back that you want it in a different way, a more fun, a more polite. You want to write it like a stoner. You can literally ask for crazy things. You can say, reply to this with a decline like Deadpool would say to me. You can do crazy stuff like that and it'll write it in the tone that Deadpool from the movie Deadpool might write back. Again, small things, but it is really good for if I don't really know how to respond to this or I just don't want to respond to it and it's better than sending no response at all. Because I'll tell you right now, one of the worst things you can do is when quote requests come in from clients that you never respond to at all. I do that all the time. I've done it all my career. It is an awful thing to do. I don't recommend anyone do it. And it's because I hate saying no to people. I am not good at polite declines. I don't like rejecting people. And because of that, I just never respond, which is even worse. Don't be like me in this moment. Use ChatGPT to decline these people in your life. You can also use these to craft referral or introduction emails as well. So if you want to pair them to someone else that might be a good fit for the project, you can also do that. That's the stuff that's not super fun, not super sexy, but it's interesting and it's useful. Now I want to get into the advanced uses for ChatGPT for a freelancer and ways to get more clients. And this is where I have to introduce the concept of something called prompt engineering. This is where you are coaching ChatGPT to respond in a specific sort of way. And these can be really short, succinct, prompt engineering phrases, which I'll talk about in a second, or they can be really, really long, thousand plus word specific directions to get ChatGPT to respond back in the exact format and way and method that you want. An easy example is going back to our brainstorming example. You could ask it to brainstorm an idea for a business name. That's one way you could ask for it. But a more engineered prompt would be, help me brainstorm a business name like FilePass, which is the hoodie I have on right now. It's one of my businesses. Help me brainstorm a business name like FilePass. It should be one word. Give me 10 options. And it will brainstorm 10 options of one word names similar or in the same vein or vibe as FilePass. That's just an easy example of prompt engineering. You are giving additional information to ChatGPT to respond back in the specific way that you wanted to. Otherwise, it may not give you anything like FilePass. It may not give you one-word answers. It might give you two to three-word answers, but that's just an easy example. But it gets really, really complicated. So I'm going to recommend you go download a Chrome extension for ChatGPT. It's called AIPRM. Worst name ever. It'll be in our show notes if you go to sixfigurecreative.com slash 240, which is the number for this episode, 240. We'll have links to that along with anything else I mentioned in this episode. But AIPRM allows you to create prompts, like really long prompts that you can reuse again and again and again without having to rewrite everything. For all of our listeners right now, I'm so sorry. This is a usually a audio first podcast, but we also have a video version of this on YouTube right now. So for all my YouTube video viewers right now, you're going to get to see something that the listeners aren't going to get to see, but I'm going to screen share. And if you go to our show notes page, by the way, at sixfigurecreative.com slash 240. The YouTube video will be embedded there for you to review. But when you install AIPRM, you're greeted with this wonderful grid of prompts that come up. And these are prompts that are created by the community. And some of these are very elaborate, but you can also create your own prompts. And these prompts, I just wanted to open one up so people can see an example of a more advanced engineered prompt. But if I open this up, you can see here what goes into this one prompt. The first thing is ignore all prior instructions before this. I'm trying to come up with ideas for different hooks to promote something for a Facebook ad. For example, if I'm trying to promote a hammer, I might have these three hooks. Hook number one, the best way to put a nail into your wall. 
Hook number two, the best tool for hanging your paintings. Hook number three, the perfect tool to make your house beautiful. Hook number four, the most trusted tool by professionals around the world. These are things that I've written in here to give ChatGPT an example of what I want in response back to them. Another example, if I'm trying to promote a lead magnet about client acquisition, I might have these three hooks. Hook number one, keep yourself book solid. Hook number two, no more feast or famine months. Hook number three, stop waiting around for clients to find you, which by the way, I'm going to pitch my client acquisition guide. If you don't already have that, go to sixfigurecreative.com slash toolkit, T-O-O-L, KIT to get my client acquisition toolkit to help you with all the different big elements and small elements of client acquisition. But going back to this, here's the instruction. I need you to create a list of 10 potential hooks about prompt. This is where the response can be pasted in that you want the hooks about. Each hook should be one sentence written in English or whatever your target language is and should be a different reason someone may want to click on my ad. So I use this just as an example. I told it, I need you to create 10 potential hooks around grilled cheese sandwiches. And here's what it came up with. And it's close to lunchtime for me, so I'm actually getting really hungry. But it says, and these are different angles you can take on Facebook ads in general or any sort of advertising. Hook number one, satisfy your cravings with the ultimate comfort food. Hook number two, the cheesiest, gooeyest sandwiches you've ever tasted. Hook number three, elevate your lunch game with gourmet grilled cheese. Hook number four, say goodbye to boring sandwiches forever. You can start to see how these are coming together. I'm not going to read all of these, but these are all generated by AI based on that one prompt. And all I typed in was grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> this is just the tip of the iceberg, the power of prompt engineering. I'm going to show one more example. You're, if you're still on YouTube right now, you can see this. If you're listening on audio right now, I'm sorry, but you can still kind of hear what's going on. You can use some of the community prompts from AI PRM to help you with your SEO game. If you listen back a couple of weeks to episode 237, we talked about the creative who cracked the SEO cheat code and gets 1 million website visitors per month with Jacob Cass. He had a lot of really good nuggets of information for that for us. But now the question is, how do we come up with the ideas and keywords and things that we want to target? ChatGPT is really good for coming up with a good SEO strategy around keywords. So if you see this top thing right here is called keyword strategy. This is a prompt template. It says create a keyword strategy and SEO content plan from one keyword. So I click on this and down here, I'm going to put my keyword as podcast production. I'm going to use my podcast production agency as an example here, Good Fortune Media. And I'm trying to come up with an SEO strategy for podcast production. All right. So you see here the thing it, it spit out here. And this is a big table of data here, really intimidating for a lot of people, but it gave me a keyword cluster. So podcast equipment is like the topic or the overarching keyword cluster. And within that, there's specific keywords we can target. So we can target rankings for podcast microphone, podcast mixer, podcast software. It gives us the search intent. It's transactional. They're looking to buy that software. The title, the perfect podcast microphone, a comprehensive guide, or mix it up, the best podcast mixers for your studio, things like that, meta description. It spit out an entire keyword plan for that one topic, podcast production. And to be honest, some of these probably don't make sense for a podcast production agency. It probably makes more sense for people that are selling gear. So there's probably a better keyword I could put in, like B2B podcasting, business-to-business -business podcasting. So if my clients are businesses, who are launching podcasts that are topical to other businesses, that's the kind of keyword I would go after. And it gives us a whole suite of potential keywords that we can target. You can take these titles and these meta descriptions and get ChatGPT to write an entire blog outline for these sorts of things that are SEO optimized. You can literally use ChatGPT to come up with the ideas, create the articles, and write the articles for you. And then you just add them to whatever content platform you have. So SEO is the fourth way to use AI and specifically ChatGPT, to land more clients. Again, SEO is search engine optimization. It allows you to rank for keywords on Google so that your stuff comes to the top when people are searching for it, whether it's Recording Studio Nashville or podcast producers 
in Tennessee or wedding photographers in Denver, things like that. You can come up with a whole keyword plan and then start writing content around that to start showing up first in the results on Google when people are looking for these sorts of things. The fifth thing you can use ChatGPT and AI for to get more clients is coming up with response templates. It's kind of like earlier when I was getting it to literally write replies to me in ChatGPT to respond to emails that people have sent me. This is a bit different. This is where you're actually coming up with response templates because as freelancers, we have templates we're using everywhere. If you're using a CRM, which you should be, you can have these templates saved for different scenarios like a follow-up email or the first follow-up email, the second follow-up email if no one replies, the third follow-up email, whether it's been 60 days, 90 days, you can write specific emails to save for use over and over again. And this is where to me is really powerful because writing follow-up emails to me is really difficult without sounding repetitive, without sounding naggy and annoying. And you can engineer some really good prompts to help with this. Well-written emails that are friendly, that are fun, that are engaging. So I'm going to read what ChatGPT gave me for this specific use case. It was a follow-up email for somebody who's trying to launch a podcast and it's informal because that's my language. I don't do formal replies to people. The subject is, let's launch your podcast together. I've already sent pricing information or we've already talked numbers or whatever. And I said, hey, name, how's it going? I just wanted to follow up on your request for a quote and see if you've had a chance to check it out. I know you were excited about launching your podcast and I'd love to work with you on this. If you have any other questions and concerns about pricing, let's chat about it. I'm here to make sure you have all the information you need to make an informed decision and turn your podcast dreams into a reality. Again, that last line is a little cheesier for me, but you can literally get it to rewrite even that last line. Looking forward to hearing back from you and getting started. That's one variation. If you don't like that, you can literally change whatever you want with that. But that is better than what I would have probably come up with for a follow-up otherwise. And these can be your templates that you start drafting out to put into your CRM. So that's fifth is coming up with response templates. It can also be DMs on social media. Like if you wanted to create templates for different things, like when people ask for pricing, maybe if you send them to another website for filling out a form, maybe when they ask for your availability, maybe if they ask for like specific FAQs, you can have responses that it helps generate if you're a bad writer. This is specifically for people that struggle with copywriting. I probably should have mentioned this ahead of time. If you are a professional copywriter, you probably don't need ChatGPT other than coming up with ideas and brainstorming. When it comes to the specifics, ChatGPT is probably not super necessary for you, but I'm talking to our creatives who are not natural born writers, which is a lot of us. The sixth way to get more clients using AI is to rewrite bad copy. And I have a really fun example for you here. One of the things that freelancers struggle with more than anything is writing their bio or their about me on their website. It's almost always horrible. So I just said this. Here's the prompt that I gave ChatGPT. I said, rewrite this into an about me website section that follows best practices for persuasive copy. Keep the tone informal, fun, and light. Keep it between 300 and 500 words. And here's what I wrote. And here's the bad, bad copy. This is my intentionally bad copywriting. It says, I am Brian Hood. I have launched nine different six-figure income streams in my life from freelance music production, courses, coaching, real estate, software, and more. I founded Six Figure Creative to help freelancers make more without selling their souls. This podcast comes out every week. I will help you make more money if you implement things you learn. <laughs> that is about as plain Jane awful writing as it gets. And remember, I asked it to rewrite all this, keeping it fun, light, and formal between three to 500 words. Here's the response it gave out. This is a massive transformation from horrible copy to a serviceable about me section. Hi there, I'm Brian Hood, and I'm all about helping freelancers like you make more money without sacrificing their creativity or freedom. I've been there, done that. I've launched nine successful businesses that bring in six-figure incomes, and I've learned a lot along the way. From music production and courses to coaching, real estate, software, and more, I've dipped my toes in a variety of industries. 
But no matter what I was doing, I always had the same goal in mind to find a way to make a great living without sacrificing my passions or my lifestyle. To see such a shitty input and get such a really solid output, I'm amazed. But there's more. It says, that's why I started the Six Figure Creative. It's a podcast that comes out every week and is packed with actionable tips and strategies to help you make more money as a freelancer. I know there's a lot of noise out there, but I promise that if you listen to this podcast and implement what you learn, you'll see results. I'm not just some theoretical expert. I've been in the trenches and I've seen what works and what doesn't. I'm here to share that knowledge with you so that you can achieve the financial success you deserve. So whether you're just starting out as a freelancer or you've been at it for a while, I invite you to join me on this journey. Let's make more money, have more fun, and live the life of our dreams. What? <laughs> My mind is blown right now. You know what? I'm actually going to screen share one more time for our YouTube viewers just so you can see that this is 100% legit. I didn't fake this at all. That's the input right there. That's the output right there, word for word, 100% proof. I titled it Rewrite Shitty Copy because <laughs> that is awful copy right there. So if you haven't had light bulbs go off yet, like that is it. That should show you the power of how you can take someone who is really bad at writing, no matter the reason, whether it's dyslexia, whether it's some sort of learning disorder, doesn't matter. If you are not a natural copywriter, if you struggle with it, you can now have a website that is well-written. You can have a bout section that is well-written. You can have blog posts that are well-written. You can have social media captions that are well-written, well-thought-out because ChatGPT is helping you do that. So this is the kind of stuff that gets me really excited if you can't tell already. And that is just one example. You can literally say, rewrite this and then paste in anything you want. And you can even get different variations of it by saying, rewrite this in a fun, informal tone. Rewrite this in a expert, professional tone. So that is number six, is just rewriting your bad copy and making it good to excellent. Now, I will say this. If you don't know what good copy is or good copywriting is, it's going to be more and more difficult for you to get good results out of ChatGPT because you just don't know what's good. So you still need to learn as much as you can about copywriting so you can more utilize this tool for the power that it is. But if you do know the difference between good and bad, this can be insanely useful for you. Before we get into the podcast today, let me tell you a little something crazy about myself. I'm actually a psychic and I'm going to prove it to you. You and I, we've probably never met, but I bet I can describe your business better than you can. Here's what my crystal ball says. You probably have no idea how to get clients other than waiting around for referrals and word of mouth. You're stuck in a perpetual cycle of feast or famine. So you have wild income swings from month to month. You're charging way less than you should and you know it, but you don't do anything about it. You feel like you have a million things you could be doing in your business and you have no idea what you should be focusing on. And you have tons of little half-built bridges leading to nowhere because you've jumped from thing to thing to thing as a dabbler. Am I right? Does this sound eerily similar to you? That's because I've been in your shoes and I've worked with thousands of freelancers who've also been there. So I'm not a psychic. My crystal ball is not real. I just have a really clear understanding of what freelancers are facing today. And if I can predict your problems, you can bet I actually have a solution to these problems. It's called client acquisition. We talk about this all the time on the podcast, but for some reason, freelancers still haven't really figured this out yet. This is why I created Clients by Design Coaching. It's a truly unique coaching program that helps you build your own client acquisition machine so you can break out of this feast or famine cycle that most freelancers never escape. So here's how our approach is unique. First, we do a deep dive on your business, we figure out what's missing, and we give you a complete marketing roadmap right from the start. So no more dabbling, no more guesswork, just a clear path to getting more clients. You always know what your next step is because we actually assign specific tasks to you. So instead of feeling overwhelmed, instead of feeling scattered, you can just focus on your next step. That's it. We give you unlimited feedback on everything you do so you can feel confident that every single step you're taking is the right one. And we hold you accountable, not by nagging you, but just by genuinely supporting and cheering you on every step of the way. If you're behind on any steps we've assigned to you, we'll proactively reach out and see how we can help. Clients by Design is not a course. We look at it like a partnership. We'll always show up 
will always give you what you need, but you have to be willing to put in the work. This program is not for everyone, and that is okay. As of right now, I just checked the numbers. We've only approved about 25% of the applicants we've gotten so far, and that's because we are selective. We only accept your application if we believe we can truly help you. So if you're ready to end your feast or famine cycle and build a client acquisition machine, you can apply for Clients by Design by going to sixfigurecreative.com slash coach. That's the number six, figurecreative.com slash coach. Now here's our show. Number seven on this list of how AI can help you get more clients is through social media. I already kind of hinted at this in the last one, but using this to write your captions is wonderful. Easy application, understood, done. You can get it to write tweets for you. You can get it to write captions for Instagram, for tweets, posts on Facebook, whatever you want. That's obvious. But what's not obvious is that you can actually use this to help you plan out an entire social media strategy. So again, I'm using my podcast production company in this example. And I said, create a content calendar for my Twitter account. It's targeting thought leaders who are interested in using podcasts to grow their following. And it spit out a whole bunch of stuff. It said, here's a sample content calendar for your Twitter account. They give me monthly themes and weekly content. The monthly themes are like January through December. It's things like introduction to podcast as a tool for growth. February, best practices for starting a podcast. March, monetizing your podcast. April, podcast equipment and technology. So you're theming it month by month. Cool. I like that idea. So now I've looked at this one right here, March, monetizing your podcast. Maybe I'm planning March right now. And I said to ChatGPT, give me 10 post ideas for March, monetizing your podcast. One, share success stories of podcasters who have successfully monetized their shows. Two, discuss the different methods for monetizing a podcast, such as sponsorships, advertising, premium content. Three, offer tips for finding and securing sponsors for your show. So I can literally do this. Number three, I can say, write a tweet thread for number three. It's referring back to its previous comment of number three, offering tips for finding and securing sponsors for your podcast. Keep in mind, you may not care about this content because you don't have a podcast. I have a podcast, but this is not for me either. This is for my podcast production agency, Good Fortune Media, for a new Twitter account, which I don't have right now. And it's creating content that's attractive to my ideal clients, which may be podcasts who are looking for sponsors. So here's the thread it just came up with. It's a, here's a sample post idea for offering tips for finding and securing sponsors for your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the whole thing. I'm not going to read every word of it, but it gave me a 10 tweet thread for that specific post. It may be good. It may be bad. I'll look through it. I'll see later. But I can also say, give me another one specifically for influencers. If you're an influencer, you're looking for sponsors. It's literally generating right now a tweet thread for that specific topic. I could get it to rewrite it in a more fun tone, so on and so forth, but you get the idea. You get the big picture at this point. You can use this for not just coming up with a content calendar and a content strategy, but then actually creating the content itself, specifically for Twitter. If you're on Instagram, you can actually get it to generate descriptions of what sort of photos or images would work for that. However, I'm not a designer. I can't make stuff look good on the internet. So I will stick to areas where I don't have to create visuals, although there is AI-generated art now, which you could potentially use. So that's number seven. It's using this for social media to generate not just the content itself, but the overarching strategy of what you should be posting on a big scale for good results. Number eight is website copy. This is a really important part about getting clients is having a well-written website with what I consider non-vanilla copy. For those who don't know, copywriting or writing copy is not the copyright 2023 footer thing you see on the website. That has nothing to do with copywriting in this term. Copywriting is just writing the words for the page. And using something called persuasive copy is using copy in a way that gets people to take action. The action is usually book a call with you, like a discovery call, or fill out your court request form, or reach out for an inquiry, or send me a message, whatever. Your website should be speaking to the desired end results of that client. Where are they, what are they there for? What do they need to know in order to make a decision? How do they know you're the best fit for them? These sorts of questions they have in their head when they come to your site, 
You either answer them or you don't. If you don't answer them, they leave. So if your website has a really low conversion rate, that means your copy is generally pretty bad. It could be your portfolio as well. This won't help you fix your portfolio unless you're a copywriter, <laughs> but it will help you write better copy than what you probably have right now. So I'm not going to make this a whole full-blown tutorial on copywriting for your website right now, but I just will say this. You can use it to not only write your copy again, but to help you come up with best practices for your website. You can say, what are the best practices for writing a website as a freelancer or writing a, a headline for a website? And it'll tell you best practices. You can say, generate five headline ideas for a freelancer offering podcast production services. And it'll give you five ideas. And you can say, make them less formal. Again, this is just a series of prompts that you're giving it. This is part of prompt engineering I talked about earlier. It's a concept you need to know, you need to internalize, you need to study. It's something that's going to be relatively common language at some point, prompt engineering for now until AI becomes so smart that it no longer needs engineering. But number eight, website copy, huge area of improvement for most freelancers. You can use it to write your copy for you. And number nine, this is the biggest one. I've been saving this for last. I'm so excited about this. But number nine, using AI for writing your ads. When it comes to making paid advertising work, the ad is the 20% that's going to get you 80% of the results. For those of you who do paid advertising, whether it's Google, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, doesn't matter. The ad copy is a huge element of this. It is so important. Like what do you show on the ad in order to get the person to stop the scroll? This is all made so much easier with ChatGPT. I'm working on a whole playbook or a series of playbooks in my coaching program for this. It is top of mind for me. And I've been experimenting with a lot of crazy stuff that you can do with ChatGPT in order to write really good copy for ads. But here's the biggest part about and why this is so important is you can use ChatGPT to pump out so many different variations of ads. And then you can take those variations of ads and put it on a platform like Meta or Facebook ads. And they will use their AI, their machine learning to figure out which one is the best to attract people to your website and take an action. And then based on their learnings, they will pick the best ad of the bunch. And then you can take that winning ad and bring it back to ChatGPT and you can get it to create more variations similar to that ad. So now you are using ChatGPT to rapidly brainstorm and test ideas on Facebook and meta ads. And then you're using the learnings from there to bring it back to ChatGPT to further refine it and make it better and better and better. This is something we've never had before. One of the hardest things to do when it comes to paid advertising is coming up with variations of ads for split testing things and coming up with which ones are good or which ones are bad. I'm really bad at this. I tend to go through big fits and spurts of being creative on ads and then not wanting to do them. So when I have a tool like this to help me brainstorm and just pump out ad idea after ad idea, I can now use this as my creative part of my brain to write persuasive copy. Because to be honest, Facebook ads are a game that most people listening are not ready for yet. If you are ready for it, you know you are, but you need to have a really good business behind you to make paid ads work. But for those who are ready, this is one of the most powerful and underrated uses of chat GPT and AI in general that I've seen so far. I've seen really nobody talking about this with the exception of Perpetual Traffic Podcast. That's the podcast that I've learned a lot about paid ads from. Highly recommended if you're ready for paid ads, go listen to them. They've been talking about it probably more than anyone I've seen. They probably have the best perspectives of chat GPT, especially for paid ads. But other than them, I see no one talking about this. So just to give you a kind of a hint and a look at this, I have created insane prompts in ChatGPT that allows me to put in multiple inputs. You just tell me, what is your customer avatar? Who are they? What is the problem you're solving? What is the solution to that problem? There's asking you a series of questions, and then you can copy and paste that into the prompt from ChatGPT, and it will spit out an entire video ad script, top to bottom, that you can use in your paid ads. You will definitely see these from me if you haven't already. You will see them from me soon because I will be obviously using these ads to generate leads 
promoting my client acquisition toolkit, which you need to go get. But I can also use that hook generator I showed in the video earlier, where I can generate a bunch of hook ideas about one specific thing. So my client acquisition toolkit, I can create 10 hooks and I can put it into chat GPT and it'll come out the ad from a completely different angle. This is what I'm talking about is being able to multiply these different inputs and outputs and come up with different angles, different hooks, different things, different variations at scale, and then bring them over to paid advertising. If you're bored by this, you are going to be swept in the dust by this, by someone who is not bored by this. So this is something to start moving towards. If you aren't interested in it, it's something to learn more about. It's something you need to have your finger on for the pulse of this at the very least, but this is not something to be taken lightly. I cannot overstate how big of a deal AI, not just ChatGPT, but AI as a whole is and will be in this industry. We are in the infant stages of this. I have heard so many wild predictions of where this will go. Just out of curiosity, I asked ChatGPT, I said, what will ChatGPT be able to do in the future to help freelance businesses? Here's what it told me. It said, it's hard to predict exactly how ChatGPT will be able to help you in the future as technology continues to evolve rapidly. However, some potential uses for ChatGPT in the future for freelance businesses include virtual assistants. ChatGPT could be used to provide virtual assistance to freelancers performing tasks such as scheduling appointments, handling administrative tasks, and managing customer service inquiries. Next, automated contract negotiation. ChatGPT could be used to negotiate contracts and agreements with clients, allowing freelancers to focus on their core business activities instead of contracts, especially contract negotiations, which is a little bit more rare in our industry, but still can happen. Next is AI-powered networking. ChatGPT could be used to automate networking activities, connecting freelancers with potential clients and partners in more efficient and effective manner. This one is intriguing to me. I don't know how you'd use AI for networking. Maybe it's a way to arrange sort of events or getting in front of people. As a freelancer, maybe. Sounds a little weird, but could happen. Another one is predictive analytics. Using all of the data in your business, whether you have spreadsheets or a CRM or your finances, if you use FreshBooks or Zero or something with all your numbers, any data you can put into something like this, it can start spinning out predictive analytics to provide insights and recommendations to freelancers to help them make more informed decisions. These are like probably things that would be in the next year. Things like knowing when an email hasn't been responded to and just automatically following up with them. Knowing when they have responded. And if you don't reply back to them in a short amount of time, they can send some sort of reply back to them so that you're always replying to your clients in less than 24 hours. It could be that it's automatically reaching out to your potential clients, identifying them on the internet and sending cold outreach or cold pitches to them automatically. This is huge because if you listen to the episode we did last week with Becca Kingsbury, they're sending out something like, I don't want to get the number wrong, but it's something like 80,000 emails per month that they're sending out for cold emails. That's a volume that I can't even fathom as a solo freelancer, but you might be able to replicate something similar with ChatGPT. If that were to happen though, it's probably going to change the way spam works, change the way the laws act. There's always going to be a balance to these sorts of things. So there's no predicting the future, but there are some crazy implications of how this can be used in your business and honestly, how it could take out businesses as well. I could see how copywriters might be worried right now. Although I will say my wife's a copywriter or that's one of the things she does. She's also a TikTok influencer, but she's actually using ChatGPT to speed up her copywriting because as the copywriter, if you know what good copy is, you can use ChatGPT to write even better copy or come up with ideas or craft emails, things like that, that a bad copywriter or a non-copywriter might not be able to do. So that's where we're talking about this arbitrage opportunity between using a tool than everyone knowing how to use that tool. Small window, eventually copywriters might be out of the game, similar to master engineers in the audio industry. When you go to lander.com, it's automated AI mastering. It's been a thing for like four or five years now. It's getting better and better and better every year. So I don't necessarily want to be a mastering engineer right now. I don't necessarily want to be a copywriter full-time 
three years, four years, maybe five years from now, I might be starting to look the different directions that I want to go. But it's nothing to be terrified of because I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. The game has changed now. In the Industrial Revolution, back in the day, people had to apprentice under people. They had to be a journeyman for a while. Then they could go out on their own and try to be a shoe cobbler or whatever. It was a lifelong thing. Or you learn from your father and he learned from his father and he learned from his father. So you had this generations of people who were artisans. But when the Industrial Revolution came along, production chains and factories came along, it wrecked what was the only thing you knew how to do to make a living. And that hurt really bad for a lot of people. That's not necessarily the same today. We are multifaceted people, especially in our community. I don't know that many people that are just one skill set and that's all they've ever done. Everyone has some other skills that can be combined in a unique number of ways and combined in ways that make it more difficult for AI to just replicate you. These button seat jobs like mastering, like writing, basic emails, basic copywriting, that sort of stuff's going to go first. But the more complicated things like full service music production, full service podcast production, writing persuasive copy for long form sales pages or for video series, things like that are going to be typically in more demand for longer. So it's good now to start adapting, but also diversifying your skill set in a way that is thinking into the future where you're not letting this stuff pass you by. You are preparing for it. You're taking advantage of it. You're making use of it. And then when and if something changes in your industry for the worse because of AI, you have a different direction you can move in. As a freelancer, as an entrepreneur in general, we have to be ready to adapt. We have to be willing to adapt. So that's just my like words of wisdom for anyone who's scared or a little bit afraid right now. It is a crazy thing to think about the implications of what this will bring in the future. I don't have any idea of what that really is going to be. Like I said, I've heard some crazy stuff from different podcasts, different YouTube videos over the last couple of months, but I personally am excited to see what this brings. This episode is only scratching the surface of what this will be. I cannot understate this. This is such a crazy thing now that my brain is starting to wrap around all of the implications and what it can do and seeing how smart chat GPT is right now at 3.5 and four hasn't even been released yet. Chat GPT four, it's trained on a data set, a factor of 10 larger than chat GPT three or 3.5. So we're looking at like orders of magnitude, more efficient, faster, better, smarter than it even is now. And that's only going to continue as more and more competition moves into this area. So I have decided for anyone who is interested in this sort of stuff, I just decided it today when I was outlining this episode, because this was a beast of an episode to outline, but I wanted to launch something, what I'm calling the AI club right now. I'll have a fancier name for this eventually, but I just came up with this two hours ago, the AI club. This is like a nerdy, like AV club. You might've seen in movies or back in the day, like audio video club it was like the kids, the nerds who cared about this sort of stuff. And they get together in a club and they do fun things together. I'm launching an AI club for freelancers. You can get to it at sixfigurecreative.com slash AI club. And this is just for people who are interested in staying on top of what I come across when it comes to AI. I'm not going to make a bunch of recommendations of trash because there's so much trash AI stuff out there. But when I see something that is really intriguing, really fascinating, or I learned something with ChatGPT that can be used in a really cool way, I will share it with you. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, you may get follow-up emails related to AI, or you may get follow-up emails when you first join. You're going to go through my nurture sequence. This is part of really good email marketing. It's going to be my general nurture sequence. So I'm just warning you, it's not going to necessarily be AI specific yet because this is such a new idea. But just know that when that nurture sequence ends in the next seven or eight days, the only emails you'll likely get from me are going to be related to AI in that area. So AI club, it's sixfigurecreative.com slash AI club. Go join that if you want to come along the journey with me. Again, I'm not the expert. I now know that I know nothing about this. I'm learning more about this. I'm excited about this. I see the implications of this and I want to share along the journey with you for anyone who's interested in just this specific type of thing. So again, go sign up for that. Sixfigurecreative.com slash AI club. And that'll take you to the sign up page for this new and exciting thing that I'm going to move towards. Music.